0: we don't always really know what we need. We may feel like we know what we want, for the most part we do, but we have such a limited view of how things really are or how they ought to be, which can sometimes make prayer a challenge. Now, if we believe that God is God and that He is omniscient, omnipotent, and sovereign, then, as the Apostle James wrote in the New Testament, When we pray, we ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But in Isaiah 38, the king of Israel, King Hezekiah, he didn't do that. And again, we have this interesting situation in which it appears that God is moved to do something by the prayers of a man, Hezekiah in this instance, that God would otherwise not be inclined to do. How powerful are our prayers? The determinists and the hard Calvinists, if they are carrying their ideas out to their logical end, they don't think that our prayers are very powerful. So they have a hard time with passages like this. And when you look at passages like this, you either have to conclude that our prayers have power or that the scriptures are just not to be taken at face value. In the midst of all of the turmoil that King Hezekiah faced in the 14th year of his reign. He also was severely sick and he got some pretty bad news. It's recorded for us in Isaiah chapter 38, verse 1. It says, In those days that Hezekiah was sick and near death and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, he went to him and he said, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Now, aside from the fact that Isaiah had a horrible bedside manner. Could things really get any worse for Hezekiah? His nation was under siege. One by one, his walled cities were being picked off and conquered by the Assyrian Empire. He's trying to manage insane circumstances. And then he gets severely sick in the midst of all of it. And God's word through the prophet was, get ready, you're going to die. We've already established that Hezekiah was a prayerful man. So, Isaiah 38, verse 2 says, Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and he prayed to the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And God heard and answered Hezekiah's prayer. And he told Isaiah the prophet to return to the king with a message, and Isaiah thirty-eight, verse five. God said, Go and tell Hezekiah, thus says the Lord, the God of David your father, I have heard your prayer, I've seen your tears, and surely I will add to your days fifteen years. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria, and will defend this city. Now, again, this appears to be a situation where God's plan. And God's will were changed by the prayer of a man. And I think it is right and it is good that we understand that God is sovereign, all-powerful, all-knowing, almighty, immutable, unchanging. And yet we should also recognize that he hears and answers prayer. And apparently he sometimes changes course. Now do with that what you will. For some people, they really have a hard time with it. I don't have a hard time with that. I'm grateful that God is great and mighty and he is also interested and involved in the issues of our lives. Now that's not to say that our prayers and our desire are always right, good, and perfectly in line with God's will and desire. If I were teaching a class on prayer, I would tell you that one of the purposes of prayer is to bring our will into alignment with God's will. The purpose of prayer is not to bend God's will toward my will. Jesus exemplified this when he himself prayed, Father, not my will, but yours be done. That said, when God said to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, you shall surely die and not live. Was that God's will? It seems as though that was God's plan. So if it was his plan, was that his will? I can only assume that it was. But then Hezekiah prayed and God said, I've heard your prayer and I'm going to give you 15 more years. Now, I'm sure that Hezekiah was happy to have 15 more years. Who wouldn't want 15 more years if you were on your deathbed with an illness? That effectively doubled the length of his reign as king, though I'm not entirely sure I would want to know the day or the year that I was going to die. But this brings, again, to the surface another huge issue having to do with the will of God. Like I said, it seems to me that God's will and his plan was Hezekiah's premature death. But God was moved by Hezekiah's prayer to extend his life by 15 more years. I think this brings up the issue of God's perfect will versus his permissive will. Now, at this point, I will acknowledge that there are major disagreements among scholars and theologians, commentators, Bible teachers as to this whole topic. So I totally understand that you might disagree with me on this, and I'm fine with that. I've thought through these things and studied through them, reasoned through them, prayed through them. And, and I do think that it is clear. God is almighty. God is sovereign. God is all-knowing and all-powerful. And he has sovereignly chosen to give us grace to permit us to do things that are outside of his perfect will. Now, I know someone just unliked this video. That's okay. That um That's in line with God's permissive will. He'll allow you to do that, although I don't think it's his perfect will. So I will suggest that... When God plainly declares something prophetically, I think that that is his perfect will. But then when he shifts and he grants Hezekiah 15 more years, that may be his permissive will. Which is better? Which is better when thinking about God's perfect versus his permissive will? I think that God's perfect will is much better. Why is that? Well, because he is all-knowing, almighty, sovereign, good, and loving. I am not all-knowing. I don't understand everything. And so I think I would rather his perfect will than the alternative, and I think that when you see the rest of the story of Hezekiah, you will agree that God's perfect will was demonstrably better than his permissive will according to Hezekiah's prayer. How was God's perfect will better? Well, wait till you meet Hezekiah's son Manasseh, who was conceived after Hezekiah's rush with death, and wait until you see Hezekiah's epic fail in Isaiah 39. Two things that might have been averted if Hezekiah had said, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. So the Apostle James, he writes in James chapter 4 in the New Testament, Come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.